0: Hey there. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, One Organized Mama. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. So on this episode, I am going to be talking to those of you out there who are thinking of doing something like you have an interest in some type of of content creation and maybe an urge or a push, and you kind of want to get it out there. Or you want to get started. You're not quite sure how or where to get started. And so I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you just some things to consider. Perhaps I can suggest some different platforms that, that I'm aware of. Now, this is like a bare bones kind of episode. If you want a deep dive, if you want... All of the technical stuff. If you want, like, the expert advice, this is not the episode for you. This is really for those of you out there who are like, I've I've kind of thought about starting something, but how, how do I do that, and what does it really involve and entail? So that's who I'm talking to. Um, first and foremost, actually, I wanted to say hello to all of my new listeners. So recently, I've had quite a increase in the amount of people that have followed me on Spotify. Thank you guys. Hello, welcome. I'm so grateful that you guys have added me to your listening lineup and um, super happy to be here. So thank you for adding me. Um, I've also been receiving quite a few emails lately from other podcasters who want to um, come on be a guest on the show super flattering, super thankful for those requests, but I've said no to all of them. And I think some of them kind of rubbed them the wrong way. Here's why. If you've been a listener of my podcast for a while, you know that the people that I have had on in the past are all people that I have some kind of connection with. They've either been people that I've done one-on-one coaching with. They're either folks that have worked with me. Um, I just, I need to make sure I have that connection with somebody. And even when you do have that connection, um, sometimes it's a little bit awkward for a two-person show or interview type of show. Um, There's even some episodes I go back and I kind of think, oh, that felt so awkward to record. Um, It just didn't go so smoothly. So even though I have that rapport with the person in real life, when you put that Onto a podcast episode, sometimes it can feel a little awkward. So, I definitely want to make sure I have a rapport with somebody before bringing them on. And uh, one of the great ways to do that is join my community. So, if you do have a platform out there, you are looking to connect with people, um, you're looking to grow your platform, feel free to join my community. I do charge for it, it's $9 a month it is a Facebook group, you can join by becoming a member. And you do that by just clicking on the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. And that'll take you to the buy me a coffee page. And click on member join, I encourage you to join and then I'll get you over to the Facebook group. Um, that way, again, I'm I'm happy to support small businesses, other content creators, other podcasters, all of that. I would love to introduce you. Um, I've met so many of my listeners through one-on-one coaching and different things, and I've been blown away. You guys are, some of you are doing way beyond what I have ever done, and and you inspire me. So it's been an absolute blessing to connect with so many of you. But that's the way to do it. I just when I just get these requests, and usually they're from like PR people, I I say no. I mean, it's awesome. Some of you guys are doing like kick ass, awesome job out there. But um, yeah, it's just kind of what it's what I'm doing. So if you are interested, feel free to join or reach out to me, send me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. So your family might be kind of like mine in the sense, and you've noticed the shift and where everyone is getting their entertainment sources or their information or their news and i'm I'm not talking I'm not going to even touch or get into what's information and misinformation and and not not my wheelhouse so I'm just talking about where we're all giving our time and attention to on different media platforms, because it's certainly changed over the past few years. And that change has spanned all of the generations. Like I have said, I have heard from different people who are like, oh, so-and-so told me you're doing a podcast. Tell me more. I've always wanted to do one, or I've, I listen to podcasts all the time. And those conversations have spanned from people in their 20s all the way up to 80 years old. And so it's been a really kind of a cool uh, shift that's happened. I've certainly noticed it myself. To me, five years ago, YouTube was something that my kids watched. And now it's become a regular source of my my stuff. So if there's different things that I want to follow, like entertainment or pop culture is usually kind of my thing, then um, or design, style, even like makeup tips, stuff like that. I have my favorite podcast, or excuse me, my def- my favorite YouTube channels I'll go on and I'll, you know, when I have some downtime, I'll watch one of them for 15 minutes or so. As you all know, if you've listened to, to this podcast for a while, I am a podcast junkie. I have been listening to podcasts for years and I had always wanted to start one. And then I finally took that leap a few years ago and decided to do that. Now, I am very honest, again, when it comes to the what the behind the scenes is on this. I'm very honest to those who I do. I say, I'm like a one-woman show. I'm not produced. I'm not highly produced. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I don't do everything perfectly or anything, but my whole Intent is just to get uh, information out there. Some of the feedback that I've had from my very loyal listeners is they want more episodes more frequently. I definitely take that to heart and I definitely make sure I make those changes to what my listeners want. So I do... Do take feedback, direct feedback from my listeners um, quite seriously and definitely to heart. So again, this is not a deep dive. This is just stuff that I've tried and stuff that perhaps you may want to try as well. So let's start with the very first thing. So maybe you're like, I am interested in doing content creation and perhaps you're not making like a physical product um, per se, like that you're going to put on Etsy. Although you could, there's a lot of different content creators that have wonderful Etsy stores and locations. You could do digital products if that's something that you are super inclined to do. But I feel like everyone knows about Etsy. So beyond Etsy, there perhaps you just want to, you know, talk about stuff or share information like recipes or different things like that. One of the oldest platforms, I guess, I would say are blogs. Now, blogs span 20 plus years. And one of my favorite movies of all time is Julie and Julia. And this is a woman named Julie based on a true story. And um, she decides to start a blog back in 2001 about following every recipe in Julia Child's cookbooks. And then it turned into a really famous blog. And this is back in the time where blogs were like, it was Blogspot, I believe was the platform. And this was almost revolutionary in the sense of those of us who are quote unquote, like everyday people were able to actually get our voice out there. We actually could create a platform. And put our our information, our thoughts, our content out, out there and have it be seen and heard from total and complete strangers. A little scary, but a lot of fun. And so I love this movie. I still watch this movie. Did you guys know, sorry if I'm breaking bad news, but Julie the The real life Julie, she died recently. She died within this past year. It's actually pretty sad, but I really love the movie and it really kind of inspired me because it, I related to it in in a sense of when you're creating something and you're putting it out there and then you get like a response and then people start listening and it kind of freaks you out a little bit. And so you kind of see her reaction where she's like, oh my gosh, People are actually starting to, to read my blog. It's super, super exhilarating. That's the best way to describe it. It's exhilarating when you're like a total stranger just read or listened to something that I put out there. And then it becomes even more fun when you start getting that feedback, when people start responding and reaching out to you and supporting you. It's it's the best feeling ever. It's so super exciting. And so I really do kind of relate to that movie and her experience with that. And it also kind of <laughs> shows the behind the scenes where you're just kind of like a hot mess express and you don't necessarily want to show the people how the sausage is made. So you're kind of like doing your best to try to cover up some stuff. But I also try to be very transparent and honest as well and let people know that. But anyway, so blogs, I mean, think about 2001. Maybe they started in the late 1990s. I don't know, but they've been around for a very long time. When I was working as a professional organizer, one of the things that I really wanted to do, what I loved, loved doing, was working with clients, was educating them, was teaching them, was helping them, was listening to them, was giving them feedback. I mean, I'm not the the you know best of anything out there but that's what I really, really loved. I loved like teaching. I loved just teaching someone as a mom of three kids, super busy, and I, I just maybe call me lazy or just, you know, I'm always trying to find shortcuts, easy tricks, things to make my life much easier, and then teaching those things to my clients. So I don't like a lot of complication or I One thing that stresses me out, if there's a lot of rules or a lot of complications to things, I have a tendency to kind of back away. So what I loved to do was to talk to my clients, to sit down with them and say, look, if you just worked on this for 20 minutes a day, you'd make a lot of progress. Look, if you just assigned three people in your house Or, excuse me, everyone in your house three chores a day, you'd keep your house pretty tidy. Look, if you just did this little sorting process, you can get through this clutter pretty quickly. I loved that. I love that. That was what I just absolutely loved when it came to working with clients as a professional organizer. And then I started running a team, and then I had fun sort of teaching my team how to you know, they were all pretty talented and had their own skill sets, but I liked teaching them and saying, hey, guys, let's put our skill sets together and be systematic about our processes. And then I started to realize I'm just kind of a big geek when it comes to this stuff. So that's where I realized I had a heart for teaching people this. And I thought, my gosh, how do I, how do I teach people? How do I how do i do this and i started with the blogs i didn't like blogging blogging and i did it for a while and you know i don't have any active out there um but i just and i actually don't even have a website at the moment and stuff just because it just i don't know why it, i enjoyed the writing part but it didn't feel enjoyable it felt like a chore to me and um I was appreciative of the feedback that I gotten when it resonated with somebody, but not as much so as I am when it comes to the podcast. And the other thing with the blog is that it is, I mean, I felt like it was always changing, like the SEO component of it. And if you're not familiar with SEO, it's search engine optimization. And that's where you have to make it where people can find it. And that just became such a chore. And I took a lot of classes. I had paid people to train me how to use it. I mean, everything. And I just, it just felt like a chore. And I just realized this isn't it. This isn't how I want to teach. And so, again, I I was listening to podcasts. And I remember one day I was sitting on a plane and I just decided to, I had bought the Wi-Fi was doing an internet search sitting on an airplane, and I realized, you know, I could do a podcast pretty easily. Spotify for podcasters used to be called Anchor. And so that's where I got my start. And I just realized, hey, let me get this started. And that's how I transitioned from doing a blog into a podcast. And I realized, (laughs) it's probably because I like to talk. And so that just seemed like the format that fit my personality the best was I need to talk. I can't just write. I need to talk. And so that's how I came into podcasting. Now, you may be thinking like, okay, should I do a podcast? Or should I do YouTube or both? And Again, this is a personal preference thing. I, as I am recording the podcast, truth be told, very transparent, telling you how the sausage is made behind the scenes. I just showered, so my hair is wet. I my glasses on. And if I was to be, if I was to do YouTube, I would have to make sure I was completely ready for my day. Do hair, do makeup. I'm just being honest, I don't want to have to go through that much effort at work. <laughs> you guys are totally worth it, but it's just easier to do a podcast from my personal experience. It's easier because I do have a full time job, and um that I'm in real estate that's what my my money maker is, and so Obviously, I have to get ready and present myself to the world with that job. So I do my podcasts on the days where I kind of have a little bit more free time, where they're a little bit more of my down days. That's when my podcasting is really um, done. And those are the days that I don't have hair, I don't have makeup done. And so that's a big part of it. So, and the other thing is I'm not just I'm not someone that's super comfortable in front of a camera. Anyway, I I I just don't enjoy it again. I don't want this to be a chore. And so it's just not my thing. That being said, I'm going to do the flip side of this. I have uh, several YouTubers that I follow and again, I love to follow from, I love the royal family channels, I love the entertainment pop culture channels, I love the beauty and fashion channels, I love the home design channels, so that's kind of, those are my channels, my genres that I follow on YouTube. There are so many people out there that I follow that are just, they they don't put a ton of effort, they don't go super full glam before they get on the camera. And so you don't have to, I enjoy them, even if they come in and it's a Saturday morning, a lot of them will do lives on like Saturday mornings, and they come in and they just like have their hair in a top knot and they're just talking to the camera, they're talking to their listeners. I have mad respect for that. So I'm here to tell you, even though it's not for me, I encourage you to try it if it it might be for you. If that just feels like it's your thing, I'm here to tell you. I love when I see the people that I follow and they are just their, themselves, they are their raw, transparent self. They are putting themselves in front of that camera and they are delivering their message and not worrying so much about what they look like and, you know, all of that, what they're wearing, how their hair is done, all of, all of those different things. So I really do have a lot of respect for it. And it doesn't change me as a consumer of Um, someone who watches YouTube videos. So YouTube is definitely an area that if you are comfortable in front of the camera, I encourage you to explore that. Um, Real quick, back to the podcast. Um, If you are interested in starting a podcast, if you just go to Spotify for podcasters, it's actually a really easy process to get a podcast out there. And I know there's a lot of different Platforms out there for you. So definitely explore. It is literally down to an internet search. Just go in and say self published podcast or how to start a podcast. That's exactly what I started with. And that's how I found this platform. And I pretty much have stuck with it since day one just because it makes it super easy for me. And recently I've been really kind of following the analytics and just kind of learning. And again, I know I'm very. I'm very low produced. (laughs) One woman show, I get it. People don't need to remind me of it. And I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with that. Now, there is good old social media out there, isn't there? So Facebook, Instagram, what is it now? Twitter is now X. Um, uh, Snapchat, I don't know anything about Snapchat unless I'm like, My kid, one of my kids has it on their phone. I'm like, hey, show me what you're doing on this one. Um, But it's, it's not something that I'm super familiar with. Oh, TikTok. TikTok, yes. So short form videos, those types of things. From what I have researched and as I listen to people in different small business industries and such are saying like these... Instagram Reels video form video content really does help. It really does kind of help push you out there. My kids and I have had fun. During, we had a little fun during the pandemic with um, TikTok. I was like totally addicted to TikTok. And um, we started a channel with our beloved Pitbull, <clears throat> and we probably uploaded five videos. And um, actually, one of them kind of went viral, which the kids thought was hilarious. And um, but we just, it was fun. It was fun to just sort of um, go on and just try things out. I've done that with Reels from time to time. What I have found when it comes to social media is Reels works best on Instagram. If you do share a Reel to Facebook, people will watch it, but you won't get the reaction. So you're not getting the likes and smiley faces and that type of thing so much on Facebook. But definitely, I mean, social media out there, think about it. Like there are people that just create memes now. And I just want to say, God bless you. God bless you meme creators. I love you people. So when I'm a little stressed out, I will go and just scroll um, Instagram, most of the people I follow on Instagram are just meme pages. And I will sit there and I will laugh until I'm crying. So there's so many brilliant minds out there creating uh, wonderful memes. And so that's a way to content create. Short form, just creating something. There's a guy that I follow. Let me see if I can look him up real quick. And he literally is genius. Um, And he just has this like, look, he just Oh, let me see if I can find him real quick. He is Corey Dior. So it's K O R E Y Dior D I O R. He's hilarious. He just looks at the camera and then turns his head. And he does that same look with with these memes hilarious, hilarious, such relatable memes. He's so much, he's so fun and um genius. I don't know how many followers he has. Let me see if it'll tell me, but I mean, he gets tens of thousands of likes and stuff. It's absolutely genius. Oh, he has almost half a million followers and that's all his pages. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's brilliant genius. So if you're looking for something, uh, you know, short uh, a short content, short format. Those are definitely, you know, platforms that you can follow. And you guys know as much as I do when it comes to that. So again, but take that leap. Give it a try. You never know. Maybe this guy, he put a few out there, people thought it was funny. And before you know it, he has almost half a million followers just by doing this one look on camera and adding some text to it. So grow your social media, definitely use that as a platform out there. Okay, so I've talked about the different resources that I have through One Organized Moment. And again, going back to when I was a professional organizer, working with clients, one of the things that I did find that I had, a, I really, really enjoyed was creating um, uh, printables, creating little forms, creating little reminders. And oftentimes, I would work with a graphic designer and kind of put a spin on it. And so I actually have quite a few of those shared in the library on my community page in the Facebook group. So if you go to the file section, you'll see some of them there. And those were things that I created like a 20 minute tidy. I worked with a graphic designer, and I just wanted to put that in like a graphic form to kind of show here's how to do it. Because again, so many people out there overthink organizing. And I wanted to keep things simple and to the point. And so I really have enjoyed that. And I offer those items free to my community. But I have thought about it. And people have told me over the years, you should do some kind of a book, you should do something like a planner, you should put this in in some sort of a book. And I haven't been and I'm like, Oh, how, how does one do that? So I recently read an article and it was like kind of on this topic uh, about different um, ways for content creation and passive income and and those types of things. And Amazon KDP uh, jumped out at me and I was like, wait a second, let me look into this. So currently that is my what's new on my radar for um, One Organized Mama is uh, Amazon KDP, and that's Kindle Direct Publishing. And that, so basically how it works, and again, I'm in the research phase, so forgive me if I'm not, if I'm not exactly telling you, or if I make a mistake here, but basically, Amazon has offered this way to self-publish. And so if you have an idea of something that you'd like to put into kind of a book, or um, some kind of a a tangible item in a book format, or when you can, one that you can share like on Audible, this is actually a really great um, way for you to get started to kind of get out there. Now, it does take some time. I know there's a lot of people when I've done the research, they're like, oh, this is an easy way to make passive income. And you know, tons of money and da 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 da. It's really not. And I'm grateful that I um, have really done my research, and I'm I'm really researching it. So there are some um, tools that you can use. And I will say, the greatest way to learn Amazon KDP if you're into self-publishing, whatever content it is that you'd like to put out there, go to YouTube and just put Amazon KDP in the search. There is, I've, I pretty much have checked, I feel like, everyone out and there is one gentleman and I am going to pull up his name. His name, and I've looked at a lot of different ones, but I will tell you, he is the only one that I think is really being 100% honest about how this is done because there is quite a bit of work that needs to go into self-publishing. Um, it's not just create... A journal or a book, put it out there and you make millions of dollars. I know that there are a lot of people out there trying to say that. Not so much. But his name is Sean and it's S E A N D O L L W E T, And he is my person. So as I'm sort of exploring this, I'm taking some of the stuff that I've created in the past. I'm kind of playing around with it. I am going and watching his videos over and over and over. He really does a great deep dive. And I think he offers like a free training as well, which I haven't jumped into because I just haven't had the time to commit to that. But definitely something that if you thought about it, like perhaps publishing a book or something to that effect, um, this is definitely an avenue for you to try out. Now, when I've talked to people about this, and they're like, Oh, but yeah, you only get 30 to 40% of your sales. Yeah, but you're not having to create an inventory. You're not having the printing costs. All of those are are, you know, taken taken care of through the 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 platform with Amazon. They're doing the printing for you. You're not having to find a printer and have something printed and then, you know, if you've ever had anything printed especially in mass quantities, you have to have a lot to to really kind of get that savings and then going out there and trying to advertise it and market and you do need to do some marketing when it comes to amazon kdp and Sean really goes over that with you, but you can just kind of go out there put it out there in the Amazon world and you know who knows somebody may buy it so so that is something that I do like because again I have made. <laughs> the dreaded mistake of buying stuff. Um, and then I end up with all this stuff that I didn't need or nobody wanted and, um, or I ordered just way too many. And so I definitely, that's the one thing that held me back from kind of doing like a book or anything like that. So again, I'm really interested in this Amazon KDP. So if doing a tangible, uh book type of product or notebook or planner or coloring books, people create coloring books, a lot of stuff like that. If you really that that's your creative um, area, then definitely you may want to look into this or maybe it's making like a high content book like You've always wanted to write like a a murder mystery or mystery novel, or you've you've are a super geek on a certain and I say that I call myself a geek too, so I don't mean any disrespect by that. But you really geek out on things in the world and you want to teach people something maybe it's astronomy or about airplanes or a specific you know cooking technique. So if you want something in the non non fiction Genre, you can definitely put it out there too. All right, the last one I wanted to talk about, um, and this is for my fellow travelers out there. So if you are like, oh, that's the other genre on YouTube, I watch the travel stuff probably more than anything else, um, just because that is my like outside of my. F- family and work is travel like even before friends most friends like i love to travel like if you're a traveling friend you're you're you rank higher on my list but i love to travel and so i watch all of the traveling stuff out there and i have come across thatch and it's t h a t c h if you're a traveler download this app today if you 're planning a trip if you're needing suggestions for restaurants or where to stay, especially if it 's like foreign travel, but it can be anywhere in the anywhere in the world u s outside of the u s wherever download this app, go into the search and then just type in the place now you may not find um the exact place because it's I think this is kind of newer, but I really want to help this app grow because I love it I have a couple of trips coming up and um, I needed some suggestions. One of the places I've never been before. So I definitely, and it's, it's a large city um, and there's a lot of crime. And so I definitely want to make sure that we are safe and uh, well-prepared. And so um, I've definitely used the Thatch app and have, I've just found so much wonderful information out there. Now, so if you if you're like, I love to travel too, and I've always thought about how do you become a travel writer or how do you do that, guys, check out Thatch. You can create travel guides, itineraries. You can even do something where you help people plan their trips, like travel consultant. I am so happy to have found this. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with some of the places that are local, some of my upcoming trips, and then just put some guides out there just as a way to share those information. Like, haven't you gone to a town or sitting, you're like, where's where do the locals eat? Like, where's the place that everyone loves? And I know there's like, you know, Yelp and travel, a lot of other travel places, but it's what I like about Thatch is I really feel like it's really from the people who really deep dive travel. They either live there or they really know a place and it doesn't, it just doesn't feel so salesy. It just feels very authentic. And so as someone that does a lot of research in her spare time about travel, I'm really happy to have found this. But what I also like is because again, it fulfills my desire of travel, but creating some travel content too. So definitely check out Thatch. All right. So, oh, one more thing that I'll just let you guys know, if you're wanting to do some type of like online courses or things like that, I did do Kajabi. (laughs) I've tried everything, I swear. I did do Kajabi for a while. It's super expensive. And then I found out the amount of courses I was selling barely covered the monthly expense. And at one point I had to hire somebody because I just struggled navigating the platform. It was it so, but I will say there are people that love it out there. And so if you want to like teach a course in something or create a community, um do an internet search for Kajabi. It does have some rival competition, so then you can compare who rivals Kajabi out there. Um and then lastly on the creation side, if you are like, okay, great, I want to do a podcast or a blog or create a book, but I need some help and I don't know where to find the help. Fiverr, download the Fiverr app go to Fiverr. And Fiverr is F-I-V-E-R-R. That's where everyone in this world goes to get help. Even in the real estate world, a lot of people use Fiverr. So this is like a virtual assistant platform where people, you would be surprised. People do all kinds of stuff on Fiverr. So you can just kind of look for an assistant, read through their reviews, what kind of work, find the right match for you, hire a virtual assistant. And it's actually for some of, you know, you have to do the cost comparison. I know that I could fiber out my podcast and do production, but you know what, the ones that I've seen, I'm like, I I don't, it's not worth the expense at this moment until I really kind of grow the community, the membership aspect. I'm really going to, I just have to keep it how it is. It's just just, um, what I have to do. I've done that in the past too many times where I've done something, I've hired people out. And then if it's not making me money, then guess what? It's getting paid out of my personal budget, which is never a good thing, uh, for how to explain your spouse. Like, why are we paying for your very expensive hobby? And so, um, I, but I do love Fiverr. I, I've gone, I go to Fiverr for everything. All right, so you've chosen your platform. You're gonna go ahead and give it a try. Just two tips as far as um, what to just keep in mind. Number one, kind of stay in your lane pretty much. And that's something that can be a little bit hard. So I started this podcast talking about organizing, time management, and I will be honest, I got bored talking about this. And then I was like, I'm just like beating a dead horse. And then I started to get feedback from listeners. And they're like, you're sounding, one person told me robotic. You It you, it doesn't sound fun. You are being redundant. Um, and so I really had to kind of think hard. And I was like, okay, so what is the key to that? Should I just completely change the podcast format? But what I decided to do was to just expand. So that's why I'm talking about this. I'm talking about content creation. Um, so I've given myself, um, the permission to expand my lane a little bit. So you are allowed to do that, but also uh, going off my listener feedback, giving more, um, more episodes. So it's hard for me to say, I'm going to drop an episode every Wednesday, just because, like I said, my life (laughs) doesn't work that way. Um, there are times when I can, pump out more episodes. And then what I've promised my audience is that I'm going to, hey, take a break. So here coming up towards in about another month, month and a half, I'm going to actually be taking a break from the podcast for a moment, just to focus on the holidays and some other stuff that we have going on in our life. You're absolutely welcome to do that. But consistency is key when it comes to this. So again, communicating with your audience and just letting them know, is helpful. And then also to find some kind of formula that you stick to. So if you notice my intro, I would say, thank you for joining me on the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. So that's a formulaic start. And if I don't do that, then people know, oh, this is kind of different, but it's what is to be expected. So you want to kind of do a formula when it comes to whatever it is that you are creating. All right. I'm going to end the episode with just some of the stuff that you may be thinking about and how to how to sort of face these things because these things do happen. And I'm going to just talk to you about it um, as I end uh, round out this episode. First and foremost, it is uncomfortable. Yes, it is. I cringe at myself every single time. Every single time. I... I... I I will get off, I'll publish an episode. And I just think, oh, should I go back and delete that, that I can't believe I said that, or I don't know. But here's the thing, I've made a promise to myself that you know what, just, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And so that again, it's just part of it, you're going to be uncomfortable, it's going to feel weird, you're going to feel super cringy. It's kind of part of it. And I think if you're not, then (laughs) it's kind of like that thing that there's something kind of wrong. Like you're, if you're super like overconfident, then it, it, just know that's not the norm. I think if you were to ask most content creators, most would be very honest and say, yeah, I, it's uncomfortable. It's, it feels weird. It, You know, I, I am my own worst critic when it comes to this so you won't so that's actually very common and you won't be alone when it comes to that but i also think it's important to be unique now i'm in a world professional organizers i'm like i'm my whole thing in life is i am like the nerdy girl sitting at the table by herself and i'm okay with that i am in a league where there is such a emphasis put on appearance and aesthetics. And, you know, I don't have the the um, really, you know, I don't know, I just, I don't fit the mold is what I'm trying to say. I don't fit the mold when it comes to this industry. And that's okay. I'm actually really okay with that. Um, I'm not the most popular podcast in this genre. And I'm okay not being the most popular. I really love what is really important to me is connection, connection with my listeners. I feel like I do have a message and getting my message out there to the people that want to hear it. And I am absolutely fine. And you'll hear me say it from time to time is that if you believe X, Y, or Z, my message is not for you. And and that's okay. And I think that that is something, again, why there is this trend towards these different platforms and media, why we're all finding these, we're all finding our people, our niche, our tribe out there. And so talk to your tribe, be unique. I know sometimes people say, well, if I do it, I want to make sure like I'm number one, top of the charts, like Joe Rogan level or, or, you know, whatever. It's okay not to be, you'll still have followers. I heard someone say one time, so If you had an audience, so say you have 500 followers or whatever, and you're like, oh, but look at like so and so, my competition out there has like 40,000. If you were speaking to an audience of 500 people, would you be blown away? Yes, that's incredible. Think about an auditorium filled with 500 people and they are reading your stuff or listening to you or watching you. That is incredible. So keep things in perspective a little bit. And I will say, and I, on this, on social media, I've seen people that even people I've known personally and they had like 500 followers and next thing you know, they have like 15,000 and I'm like, are you buying followers? Oh, no, no. I'm like, okay. So don't get into that whole thing. Be unique, be genuine, be transparent when it comes to this. I promise you, it will pay off. Now, that being said, what about OPOs, other people's opinions? Truth be told, I stopped reading my reviews on this podcast. Why? Because number one, I don't like the fact that it, they can be completely anonymous. Some of them are just mean, um, and you know, you don't actually have to be a listener to leave a review on this on a podcast. So, you know, I decided um, a while back that, you know what, my listeners are pretty awesome about reaching out to me. You guys will send me emails. You guys, when I've done like the Google form, you guys were awesome giving me feedback on that. You'll send me DMs. You'll Facebook message me. So that is whose opinion I care about are my listeners who are invested, my followers who are invested. Do I care about some trolls who are creating some little name and then putting um, whatever out there? Do I care about the person who's like, doesn't like the sound of my voice or the words I say or my tone or that I'm not like highly produced. No, I don't care. That's not, don't listen to me. If I annoy you, if I annoy you, and you're still listening to me, you need to ask yourself why. So I always ask for reviews because we live in this review economy, as it's called. And so I do always ask people, would you leave me a review? And I do ask for a five-star review because guess what? If the more five-star reviews I get, the more the podcast can kind of grow, the more that the different, um, the more Spotify will put it out there. Um, I ask people to also share. But I also tell people, if you're going to leave a review, tell people why and make it really relevant um, if there's something that you've learned, if there's something that you think could help other people so that when we're all scrolling, that those are the reviews I'm looking for. I skip over the ones where someone's just being nitpicky or just being mean or just being a troll When it comes to the person putting themselves out there and listening, I skip over those reviews. I think, wow, what an ugly inside that person has to say something like so mean about someone else creating something. The reviews I'm looking for, just like whether it be a restaurant or a podcast is, what should I order off the menu? Which episodes should I be listening to? That's what I want to know when I'm looking at the reviews. And that's what I wish we would all change and do differently. But, you know, how do you handle that? Well, first and foremost, you nothing, there's no rule that says you have to read them. There just isn't. And like I said, if you start getting a following, I promise you, people will reach out. They'll respond and they'll be very honest and very genuine with you. So lastly, the last thing I want to say is. Getting paid. So you may have followed some recipe links on Pinterest and you've seen like the millions of ads that everyone has on their, you know, blogs. Um, You get like 15 minutes of ads on your favorite podcasts. You know, as soon as they're getting to the good part on a YouTube channel, it's interrupted by a commercial. But here's what I'm here to tell you. It takes a lot before you start getting paid. I try not to do so much of the commercials um, and that type of thing on my podcast. So the what I'm trying to do is really grow the community and it again have it be something where it's like member-based. I really want people that are invested. I keep it as affordable as possible, nine bucks a month. Um I know that, you know, there's this thing out there, people get super annoyed with that. But you know what? this, I I put a lot into this and as do all of the different creators out there. And so you can monetize whatever it is that you are creating, but you're going to see, that's probably one of the toughest things. So you might have to get a little bit creative in how you're doing it and how you are um, making it worth your time and making it worth your while. Because like my husband says, you're doing your really expensive hobby over there, which means the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, so you just to avoid that. But um, anyway, I think that um, if you are thinking of creating a something podcast, YouTube channel, book, whatever it is, I say go and do it. Uh, You will you I promise you, even though, like I said, it gets uncomfortable. You will appreciate the fact that you did do it. I can say that I have no regrets. Do I have episodes or things I have said or done over the years where I'm like I cringe and sometimes they'll creep in my memory at two in the morning while I'm lying there in bed staring at the ceiling? Yeah. But you know what? I'm actually really, really grateful that I have taken the leap and that I've done this. So I hope that encourages and inspires some of you to take that leap yourself, get uncomfortable, put yourself out there. Um, And I also ask, support your content creators, whether you're listening to those YouTubers, give them a super chat, give them a little thumbs up, join the memberships, um, the Patreons, join those do buy the products, uh, you know, whatever, uh, support your content creators. And if you're interested in supporting me, you can click on the buy me a coffee link in the notes, you have a couple of options, I have the link for the one on one coaching. That's an option. If you doesn't matter what area small business time management organization, I love helping my uh, clients with it all. So you can do one-on-one coaching. You can join, like I said, the community as a member. Or if you would like, you could just buy me, quote unquote, a cup of coffee. And that's a great way to support. So you can just hit buy me a coffee in there. Send a message. And it's super, super appreciated. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you next time on the One Organized Mama podcast.